Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time as we are talking week 15 in the National Football League. Wow, four weeks left to go. It's crazy. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. And joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am doing very well. Thank you, sir. Excellent. Always good to have you. And rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? Doing well. Let's get down to business. Hell yeah, let's get down to... better not continue with that, otherwise I might get sued. Uh, yeah, so a bit of a tumultuous start to this week 15. Uh, the NFL's been cruising along uh, up until kind of mid last week, and all of a sudden COVID is uh, once again rearing its ugly head. And uh, throughout this week, we're going to have to play a little game uh, for at least two or three of these games, That a game that I like to call, Will This Game Actually Happen?, uh, but uh, we'll get to that when we come to it. But first up, a pretty damn good Thursday night football game, which is actually, I think, the last Thursday night football game of the year and also the last Thursday night football game that will be broadcast on Fox uh, as, I believe, Amazon Prime, I think, takes over Thursday night football next year. So you got to have that uh, Amazon Prime. No need for obnoxious hooting and hollering. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, uh, Titan Snyder's is on Thursday next week, but I think that's a CBS game. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, shut my mouth. So I guess just the last one on Fox. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you are right. And we got a few Saturday games as college football is uh, pushing itself uh, off to the wayside here. But they got a couple of good games left. And it's bowl season, which is always fun. First up, Thursday night football. Bit of a doozy. The Kansas City Chiefs. Head to L.A. to take on the Chargers in a matchup that is uh, 7 versus 11 in DVOA. Chiefs are three-point road favorites, and, I mean, I don't see any reason why we don't rest on our usual laurels and gambling adages here, gentlemen, and take the good team that is a home dog on a Thursday night. Like, give me the Chargers plus the three. Craig, what do you have to say about this one? Yeah, I think that's the way I'm leaning too. I think this is a game that comes down to the last possession. So yeah, I'll take I'll take three points. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't have much. Defense playing a lot better recently, by the way, and that that much is very clear. But yeah, yeah, I I, I want the three points. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think I think this is just a classic uh, short home uh, or uh, home dog on a Thursday night, and it, you're getting a good team with a good quarterback. I know it's the chief against the Chiefs, but you know the the, the Chiefs. Are we sure their offense is back? They don't really crack 20 all that often unless they're playing the Raiders. Billy, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I think they are absolutely going to need to score 30 points to win this game. And you're right. They haven't done that against decent teams. Um, So I like the Chargers here as well. I think the Chargers, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Over, under here, what are we talking? We're talking in the 50s probably, eh? Uh, We're looking at 52.5. Pretty standard, pretty, pretty key. Key yeah. stuff for the uh... yeah i imagine there'll be some points there i kind of like the over there um but i think the the chargers get the the better end here hmm. yeah so all three of us are uh, recommending the chargers uh on the short as the sh- as the home dog uh next up some saturday games and the first edition of will this game happen uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are heading into Cleveland to take on what is left of the Cleveland Browns as they have had a just a, a cadre of people, including head coach Steve, uh, Kevin Stefanski. Although uh, last time Kevin Stefanski uh, missed a coaching a game, it was pretty much the greatest playoff moment in the history of the Cleveland Browns, I believe. Just absolutely uh, tra- yeah, trouncing maybe, the Steelers. Like they, had, they had some playoff wins that 
they had some playoff wins before they got to play John Elway. But true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, you're right. That 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 the way they, they went into Pittsburgh and kicked their asses. That might have been the greatest moment in franchise history for sure. Yeah. Certainly it's pretty. Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly. Of the new Cleveland, there might be a couple of the Bernie Kosar '80s victories that are are not as in my mind, but maybe in in uh, diehard Cleveland Browns fans. Uh, this line in is obviously mind, this is fantastic. Mo- in my mind, this is a fantastic. <laughs> mo- That's Browns true. History. Two rather significant ones. I think they have names for them, but I just can't remember what they are off the top yeah. of my dome. Uh, <laughs> so this this line has obviously seen some movement. It opened up at uh, Browns minus one and a half, and it has now moved three uh, three whole uh, points as it is now Raiders minus one and a half on the. Uh, as the the Raiders are a short road favorite, um, I can't give an opinion on this game whatsoever. Can't gamble on it and for for in, in the longest time. This the will total. be. Did you notice the total, Pierce? Thirty-eight and a half. That's, Just, that's, a, that's a small total. <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. And the the Raiders might beat this on their own. Uh, might beat that thirty-eight and a half on their own. So I I don't I I don't like. I mean, we have to ask the question, Craig Needles, does this game get played? Uh, I say it gets played, but not on the time it's currently scheduled. I think they're, they maybe do the thing where, hey, maybe we can do this game on Monday as well and do a doubleheader on Monday Night Football type of thing. Or we do Cleveland and Cleveland the Raiders at 7, then we move Chicago and Minnesota to 9 type of situation. I think they have to think about that because the league said, hey, we're not going to move games because of – uh, outbreaks among unvaccinated players, a, a way essentially to encourage players to get vaccinated. Makes sense. Uh, Baker Mayfield, as far as I know, vaccinated. Kevin Stefanski, vaccinated. So guys that are missing this game for Cleveland are vaccinated. So they've got a a vaccinated outbreak here. So this is the situation where they said they may move games. I I think they have to at least consider it because it's getting ridiculous. Yeah. Like they, they, Cle- This is a huge game. Yeah, like, I don't, I'm not going to say this game is loser leaves town necessarily, but whoever loses this game is in big like. Well, if it's the Raiders that lose, then it's loser leaves town, and Cleveland would be on life support if they do. Yeah, you're right. It's borderline loser leaves town. I don't have anything like I. This will be the the one of the first football games of the year that I have absolutely no money on, just because there's just too many variables. So I, I I can't even voice an opinion right now as of us recording this Wednesday. Uh, night before week 15. Billy, uh, do you have anything you want to add to this one? No, I mean, neither of these teams are all that exciting. I, I do like Cleveland's side of this more than I like the Raiders. I don't have too much faith in either of these teams, but I like the idea of Cleveland controlling this game a little bit better. Um, and you said it's swung enough that you're getting a point with Cleveland now at home? No, you're getting yeah. a point with the Raiders, point and a half with the Raiders. Okay, so On the road, yeah. Yeah, close enough that uh, that I'll still take Cleveland here for sure. I mean, the line has to be favored in the Ravens simply because they have all of their players are allowed to play in this football game, right? Like the Browns might not have any of their offensive line in this game, for God's sake. Yeah, I know that I know Derek Wills is on the, the list. Is Wyatt Teller on the list too? I think so. Don't quote me on that though. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not good. It's it's not a good situation. So. We'll see. I'm not going to bet on this game either because of the aforementioned troubles here. Uh, mm. Some books, by the way, not even not even oh. taking money on this. Yeah, I mean, how how could you? It just it, it doesn't yeah. make sense. And there's you know, and I mean, this is week one of the fantasy football playoffs and stuff. Even though you know, I'm not big fantasy fan, but you know, there's 
dudes in this game <laughs> that you want to see play, right? Like, Landry will be on some teams, but he's out, right? And, and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, certainly. And Hunter Renfro has been catching double-digit passes for a while now. Yeah. Oh, Hunt. But it's bizarre. Uh, I... Like from a perspective of if, if I want the Denver Broncos to make the playoffs, I'm kind of cheering for the Raiders to win this game. But kind of the, the Jim Ross not this way type of thing. Like, I, yeah, I, I would hope that Cleveland, Cleveland could lose with, with a fully intact uh, roster. But that is not the way this is going to go down. Yeah, uh, we got a little night game because it is a double header and another damn good football matchup. The New England Patriots are heading into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Uh, this line opened up at Colts minus one and a half, and the Sharps came in hard on the Colts at the one and a half and have now bet up Colts to minus two and a half. Um, I am proud to say that I was not one of the Sharp guys, but was smart like the Sharps, I will say, I guess, and was on the Colts at the minus one and a half, and I'm kind of hoping that the public comes in Actually, I guess public uh, public coming in on the on the Patriots doesn't like the public is going to come in on the Patriots. I was hoping that they the line would move to like three three and a half for the Patriots, so I could also buy back on the Patriots. But uh, looks like Vegas is far too smart for that, so I expect it to stay at like Colts minus two and a half as the short home favorite. Um, even at the two and a half, I still love the Colts. I, I the, the the Patriots are susceptible to runs between the tackles, and uh, last time I checked, the Colts have Jonathan Taylor and like to run between the tackles. And you just have to kind of hope that uh, that Carson Wentz sack fumble that inevitably will happen uh, is either recovered by a Colt or happens at a, ga- at a point of the game where it doesn't <laughs> kill you too badly. Billy, what do you think right now? Colts minus two and a half against the Patriots. Yeah, I actually like the Colts here. And, and I'm not like record might not say it, but I, I think the Colts are a better team here. Uh, I really do. And I think they're they're at home. I think New England's going to struggle against this defense. And I think, like you said, I think Taylor's going to have himself a day and he's going to be able to move the ball on New England, allowing them to control the clock. So I like the Colts here for sure. Uh, Craig, uh, anything to add on this game? Colts minus two and a half. There are two teams in the NFL that are inside the top 10 in DVOA rankings for offense, defense, and special teams. Both of those teams are participating in this football game. Mm. Um, I, I want the Colts. I think that this is, uh, this is a spot for them. Things have been going a little too well for New England lately. Uh, Bill Belichick and his weather machine on Monday Night Football two weeks ago. <laughs> um, I assume at this point Bill Belichick has a weather machine. He's there's the weather no wizard, man. The weather wizard. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, he's way ahead of the weather machine in germ warfare divisions. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I will take the Colts on this one. Uh, I, I think that they'll do exactly what you said, which is run the ball. They're going to ground. They're going to pound. Both teams are going to want to run the ball here. I'll say this. If you're someone who is making plans for after this football game, yeah, I think you should be fine. Like, you know, see if the cab can get to your place at 1020, because that's about when this game's going to end, because there's going to be a lot of running the ball and a lot of the clock is moving between plays. Yeah, I think the under is the play in this game. Feels like a like a 17-14 grinded out type of yeah, clock just keeps moving sort of thing. Uh, yeah, so we're all on the Colts in this one. We like the two and a half and uh, kind of like the under. And let us head to Sunday afternoon in the first game, the Carolina Panthers, and or what's left of the Carolina Panthers anyway, uh, head to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills coming off back-to-back devastating losses. 
they get a pretty big bump here as they are 10.5-point favorites against the Carolina Panthers. I struggled with this one. It's not going to be one of my five at all. Uh, ten and a half is a lot, but the Panthers, they're a mess right now. And, and, and Cam is bad, and P.J. Walker just flat out is not a starting NFL quarterback. Uh, I kind of like the Bills minus the ten and a half, but I don't think they're going to be one of my five. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think I take the points here. I think it's too many for Buffalo. Um, I, I think we'll see a slower pace game than that, and I don't know the Buffalo is going to get that far ahead. Uh, but I have absolutely no interest in this because I don't want to go near with ten foot pole. So I, I like Carolina's side of it, but I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not positive there. DVOA wise, Buffalo is fourth, and Carolina, you got to go way down to 27th for this one. So this is uh, this is a lot worse than the uh, New England two, Indiana nine, or Indianapolis nine matchup. Uh, Craig, anything to add on Panthers Bills? I think Buffalo scores a lot of points in this game. They cover the spread. Okay. All right. So it seems like we're all on kind of on Buffalo. I just I I'm trying to find a reason to take the Panthers because you know I don't like laying double digit lines, but I just. Yeah, for the life of me, I, I, I can't come up with it. Loss. Uh, and, and Bills fans were complaining about the officiating. Just a quick rant on that loss. They were complaining about the officiating. A, the call on Diggs in the end zone. Like, that's one of those ones where you can't be surprised no matter which way it goes. You know what I mean? It's one of those yeah. ones kind of line. Also, uh, your team was a garbage fire for the first half of that football game. So yeah. perhaps that's why you lost as opposed to something that happened in the fourth quarter. I'm just spitballing. Yeah, and you uh, gave up a 56-yard like go not a go route it was a it was a 56 yard slant in overtime right like yeah. like what are you what are you doing here right like you won the toss and you still won the game. yeah uh, yeah yeah so i will uh i will gladly uh gladly i think still take buffalo in this football game i just think carolina might have they might be done you know what i mean they just might be we're we're, we're, we're done with this season despite all the fun cam newton stuff uh give me the bills yeah, that was brief but fun, that Cam Newton said. Yep. Uh, speaking of brief but fun, the Jacksonville Jaguars are heading into Houston to take on the Texans. And they're trying to trap us. So this is the Admiral Akbar trap line of the week, you guys. The Jaguars are minus three and a half. The Jaguars are not only favored against an NFL team in week 15, but they are also giving you the, the, the half-point hook on this one. Uh <sighs> I, I think Houston is going to be one of the most square bets of the week, which is why I it's not going to be one of my five, but I will have some tickets with the Jacksonville Jaguars on it, you guys. Like, this is this line smells. This line smells. Like, why are the Jaguars favored here? I, I But, like, it's I, it's Trevor Lawrence against Davis Mills, I guess. That's why they're favored. But, like, I'm, a, I'm on the Jaguars with the three and a half. That's the side I'm on. Uh, Craig, what do you think about it uh, with, with uh, Urban Meyer not much longer for the, the NFL? Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But first things first, let's just take care of this particular formality. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. God Hansen, <laughs> do not, under literally any circumstances, show this game. If Who? there was an astonishing 98-yard triple reverse for a touchdown – Maybe consider showing us that. Don't show it live. Don't cut to it. Show us the highlight, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> do one of those things later where, like, you don't show us the guy who's, like, doing play-by-play. -play. Like, Scott just sort of does, like, oh, yeah, check this out. What happened in Jacksonville, and there's that touchdown. Yeah. And, again, I only want to see it if it's an astonishing 98-yard triple reverse for a touchdown. <laughs> and who's, like, a famous 
If, 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 oh, and if there's like the astonishing return of Andre Johnson, we can talk yeah. about it. <laughs> Mark Brudel out of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> What's Fred what? Taylor doing here? Yeah. Anyway, this is uh, like. I'd nor hair of this on Red Zone this weekend. No, I can't imagine. And like we were, t- we were talking about fantasy football, and this is week one of the playoffs. Is there an is there a player that will in this game that will yeah. see rosters? You like have who's... you have to start James Robinson because you literally have to start the. You probably have to start Carlos Hyde too, depending on your league, because the running back against the Texans is like the best player in the in fantasy football this season. Fair, but I mean, like James Robinson hasn't been any great shakes. Has he? He's been a bit of a. I, you still have to you, like Rashad Penny who has True. not been good his entire career, put up 138 and two scores against these guys last week. Yeah, you got a point there. You got it. You got a point, Craig. Um, but it's real bare bones also. I think we're both making some good points here. Is that that's how bare bones it is. Is like Because, I mean, even in the Jaguars' like darkest days, they at least had like Maurice Jones-Drew or something like that. And I'm, it's just, yeah. man, it, it, it's a mess there right now. And Trevor Lawrence looks like... Ooh, like, well, let's talk about that for just a second. Well, first, yeah. well, Bill, do you have a take on this game before I <laughs> rant about Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence? Uh, yeah. I mean, don't you dare watch it, I guess. Is my only <laughs> just bet the Jacks minus three and a half and check the final. <laughs> right? yeah. like, no, I, take the points here is, is all I'll say on this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the points as well. Uh, I just cannot. I, I just don't think it's it's human. It's it's it's, it's responsible to give up points to bet on the 2021 Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Urban Meyer, I, like, I disagree. I think we're getting trapped here, but I think we're getting trapped, like, which is why I'm going to lay the three and a half. Cause it's just, it's Davis Mills on the road. I, uh, anyway, go ahead, Craig. Urban Meyer. Uh, I do not understand how this man's employed because you can be a guy that everyone hates and be an NFL head coach. In some cases you can be an NFL head coach that loses games. I don't think you can be both. And Urban Meyer is trying to pull off being both. Like, the guys on his team hate him. The media hates him. His assistant coaches hate him. Like, why, why is Urban Meyer still employed as a Jacksonville Jaguars head coach? Like, yeah. and here's the thing that just bugs me the most, is that to me, the biggest, most important thing of this season was developing Trevor Lawrence. Wins and losses were kind of beside the point. The biggest, most important thing this season was the development of Trevor Lawrence. This offense is doing nothing for him. Just look and see if you can find highlights of receivers running into each other, being in the same spot in Jacksonville. Why is that? Part of it, sure, it might be on the receivers, but I just think the offense is just so poorly designed. We're not seeing any of the stuff that that can help Lawrence with easy throws, easy completions. It is painful to watch this offense. Urban Meyer has to own some of that. Of course, Daryl Bevel does too, but Urban Meyer has to own a lot of that. Urban Meyer has to own the absolute dog shit culture this team has. Urban Meyer will not just let anything be blamed on him. Every single thing that happens is somebody else's fault. Uh, he tries to run an NFL team like it's a college team, and these, this is the result. Uh, it's, it's, it's awful. Absolutely awful. And if I were the owner of the Jaguars, A, I probably never would have hired this guy to run an NFL team. But B... The NFL allows you to interview assistant coaches from other teams week 17 and 18. If your coach has already been fired, fire him now. Get it over with. Let's get going here. Don't give the Raiders the opportunity to get the leg up on you on interviews that they're able to conduct that you're not. So fire, like, so just fire him now. Just get this over with. Because if he 
is on the sidelines week one of next season. That is an inexplicable, massive, and indefensible organizational failure. And I know that this will not happen, but if I were Trevor Lawrence and I get to training camp and Urban Meyer still works there, I'm probably not showing up. Trevor Lawrence gets one NFL career. Mm -hmm. How many years of it is he going to waste in this absolute toxic environment? He's already wasted one. So I... I just would not show up to work if I were him. But again, I know he won't do that. Nonetheless, uh, take take the Texans. <laughs> yeah, just just fire him and 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 bring in Bianami. Like, find give Bianami Trevor Lawrence and see what sure. you can do with him. Right? Like, like, that's... Bianami, Dable, like, there's all sorts of guys. Byron Leftwich. Like, why are we mm-hmm. not talking about Byron Leftwich as an NFL head coach? He obviously played quarterback for Jacksonville. Yeah, but he's yeah. he's like he's working under Bruce Arians for a while. Like the 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 Tampa Bay offensive scheme, obviously a lot of credit for that goes to the guy playing quarterback, of course, but it's a good scheme. Like I think Byron Lockwood should be talked about as an NFL head coach. Nonetheless, uh, urban Meyer is not one. This we know. Mm. I, and just when you think, uh, you know, it can't get any worse for, uh, urban Meyer, the story comes out about him today, about him like kicking his kicker during practice and totally redeems himself. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, Josh Vrabel uh, first, like, didn't I just kick me? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, and I don't blame Vrabel for not wanting to shake his hand after that game either. We all know where that thumb's been, right? Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> all right, moving on from this putrid game to, you know, a semi-putrid game, I guess. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are heading to the Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Titans uh, minus two-point favorites on the road. Billy, anything to say about this one? Titans getting two in Pittsburgh? Um, I, I, both of these teams have been a little up and down for me. I, I think I like... Ah, Titans didn't look so bad. I think I like the Titans here. They're getting some of their weapons back. Like uh, Julio was back last week, right? I don't think Brown will be back. But um, I think I like the Titans here to get it together a little bit. Um. And Pittsburgh has been strong for a while, so I'll take the Titans here. Is uh, do we know if AJ Brown is going to be back? He's not talking to play in this football game, as far as I know. No, oh, okay. Uh, they might get Golden Tate back, I guess, but you know that is yeah. Golden that's... Tate is, is on the roster now. He might play. And to me, if I'm an AFC team, uh, I want the Titans to lose this game. I do not want the Titans to be in good position. Because week 18, apparently, Derrick Henry is going to be around. And that means he'll be around yeah. in the playoffs, too. And yeah. I do not want to mess around with the Titans. That's one of the potential uh, outcomes here. So I, uh, I, think that, uh, I think that if I'm an AFC team, I want Pittsburgh to win this. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to win this. Here's something about the Steelers that people are, in my opinion, are not talking about quite enough is we're talking quite a bit about how the offense has been bad, and the offense, to be clear, has not been very good. And Roethlisberger's had some pretty bad moments. Sitting 27th in defensive DVOA, despite T.J. Watt having an elite edge-rushing season. 27th in defensive DVOA. Potential defensive player of the year, you know, and they're they're still way at the bottom. I think I'd be voting for Miles Garrett if I was voting for that award, but I, like there's a TJ Watt case we made. Nonetheless, they're getting that level of production at TJ Watt and they're 27th in defensive DVOA. What's going on with everybody else? Like, oof, ugly. Yeah, absolute shocker. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm kind of off this game. I don't I don't have much of an opinion. I I guess maybe take the short home dog, but uh, bet on the Steelers. But yeah, it'd be funny for the you you mentioned the playoffs there. It'd be funny if uh, after all this. Well, it'd be funny to me anyway if after all this for New England and all the uh, the Mac Jones talk and and whatnot. If Derrick Henry was ready to go and the Titans go into Foxborough in the divisional matchup. I would think that the Titans would win that game. That'd be a good spot to get an underdog Titans. <laughs> like that'd be a good gambling wise. I for sure hope that happens. I would love to get the Titans catching points in that game, which they would be. Uh, I guess speaking of catching points, uh, the Arizona Cardinals coming off a, a pretty significant loss uh, that cost them the number one seed in the NFC so far to the Rams on, in their building on Monday night. They head to Detroit to take on the Lions, and a line that's seen a little bit of movement. The Cardinals opened up as minus 14-point favorites, uh, full two touchdowns, and they have now, the Sharps came in on Detroit, and they are now a minus 13-point favorite in this one. You know, the Sharps like Detroit. They cover games. They're 8-5 and five against the spread. They're at home catching a lot of points. The... Some of the parts of the analytics community believe the Cardinals to be, I don't want to say frauds, but, you know, semi-fraudulent. Um, their thought process there seems to be that the Cardinals' turnover and fourth down luck uh, is Not just... sustainable. Not sustainable. Prime for regression. You saw a little bit of that on the Monday night game. Like, DeAndre Hopkins dropped the... Uh, the easy conversion on the on the fourth down play, right? That was of pretty much the key. Hopkins, who by the way is out for the right rest of the regular season. Yeah, and uh, they are now missing DeAndre Hopkins. Although AJ Green went for like a hundred or whatever in the uh, yeah, oof, and and you know they they got even without Hopkins, who's great. Even without New Hopkins, I mean they got a lot of receiving depth there with Moore and Kirk and and the oh, AJ yeah. Green hooked up to the rejuvenation machine. Um, I'm a little bit worried. I like. Rejuvenation machine. Absolutely. I want to take the Lions here, but again, this is a will this game get played thing. I'm worried about the Detroit Lions and the COVID. If 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 the COVID isn't too bad, I I'm I'm locking in the Detroit Lions for a cover. What do you think, Craig? I I agree. Uh, I think this this has the feel of a game that Arizona wins, but doesn't really do a whole lot in. You know what I mean? They just kind of like you know we're just going to get out of here with this win. It's going to be fine. They're coming off of a tough loss on Monday. Uh, the Lions will cover the spread. I like Detroit. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals on the road. I will say this season, seven and zero against the spread on the road. Seven and zero against the spread, straight up seven and zero as well. Have not lost on the road. Have not lost. Have not failed to cover the spread while on the road. Billy, uh, anything to add on this one? Yeah, I, I think I like the Lions here. Cardinals, they, they've played bad teams before, and they didn't beat them as badly as they would need to beat the Lions to cover this one. I think it might be too many points. Um, so I'm saying take the points, take the Lions, uh, but the Cardinals will win this game. Next up, the New York Jets. Oh, God. What a just what a, another season for them. I don't know if this, I don't know about if this Salah is going to be working out for the Jets. We'll wait and see. They're heading to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Dolphins are minus 10. This is uh, this is the same as the Panthers situation where I stare at it and I want to take the Jets. 
but I can't do it. There's too much dysfunction in that team. They they have they they just don't run a good offense. The Dolphins perhaps a little overrated, but they're surging a little bit. They're figuring some crap out. Uh, it's not going to be one of my five, but I think I'm on the Dolphins with the ten. I, I really want to take the Jets, but I can't do it. It's just they're, they're just not showing me enough that I should be uh, that I should be laying ten with them on the road. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I'm certainly not comfortable doing it. Um, these two teams have played already. Miami uh, beat them by seven. Yeah, uh, I I think I like Miami to cover here. Actually, I I, I don't want to lay that many with Miami, but the, the Jets are just not good. They're going to Miami now. Miami has done better in the last few weeks than they have in the, in, in the season as a whole. Uh, so I think I go with the momentum there and take Miami. Boy, this is a bad one o'clock slate. Oof, this is really it bad. It really is. Yeah, one one game with the like spread. The best, Let... game, the best game is, is Titan Steelers. Yeah, and, and that's games. no, that's uh, that doesn't really you stare at that and it doesn't really get you excited because you know, like a lot of the guys you would want to be watching in that game are, are out. Um, Craig, anything to add? Dolphins laying ten against the Jets. Yeah, uh, I think I want the Dolphins. They're, they've just been playing really well lately. Like they've just, they've just, mm-hmm. they've been good. Like there's, there's no uh, it, them, and we'll talk about Washington football team in a second. But those two teams kind of come off the same way to me as teams that we thought were going to be okay. We're an absolute disaster out of the gate, and all of a sudden they're playing pretty well. So, uh, yeah, I will definitely take the Dolphins to cover the spread here. Their defense looks really good. Uh, give me Miami. Yeah, the extra week Up to is. 11th. 11th, by the way, in defensive DVOA for the season, and they were in the 30s uh, through the first five, six weeks. Yeah, and, and the two teams you just mentioned, Miami and Washington, they, they they are the happiest, I would say, from where I'm sitting right now, that there will be a week 18 because they have an extra week to try to squeeze something yep. and, and get in the playoffs here. The Dolphins are only a game behind the Bills, right? Uh, next up, the Dallas Cowboys head to New York to take on the Giants. Uh Cowboys are laying ten and a half on the road. Wow, um, that's a big I just number don't... for road divisional game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got to be the Giants. And quite frankly, the Cowboys the last few weeks, their offense has not been clicking enough that you should be laying ten and a half with them against even a team like the Giants who haven't looked too bad. So this might be like the third or fourth week in a row on back in the Giants, which is, you know, had some success and and. Not success like last week when, like, man, if they just didn't give up that one bomb to Guyton against the Chargers, they probably cover that, that spread, like man. A ugh. Throw by, yeah, a mutant throw on a third and twelve too, right? Like, ugh. yeah, but just like, I, I, and I will say this, like, I know that Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. I understand that. I think I don't know if like Herbert is going to the other side of the field. He's a, like there, there's a little bit of pass rush coming. He just unlocks and uncorks just this dime. 60 yards in the air, no problem, right into Guyton's hands. Like, yeah, it's, it's like him and Rodgers and Mahomes are the only three guys on the planet yeah, that can make that and, throw, and I, I, I think, would, right? I would wonder if only Herbert is making that throw. Yeah, I would it's, have it's certainly a discussion. I'm on the Giants. The Cowboys' offense has been a little bit leaky and a little bit slow. Can't, uh, can't lay the 10.5 with them on the road in a divisional. just doesn't make sense. Billy, anything to add on this one? I'm in agreement. Divisional matchup on the road, too many points. Uh, you can assume this one will be at least somewhat close, which means take the Giants all the way. It must be said, though, that at this time of year, most of the teams sit between five and eight wins. 
standard stuff in in against the spread. Uh, this is a matchup that features some outliers, as the Cowboys are ten and three, and the New York Giants are six and seven. So, you know, the the Giants are, are you know middle of the pack, which is what you expect out of most teams. With the, the Cowboys ten and three, anything to add on this one, Craig? Yeah, I I like the Giants. Like I said. Um... That being said, I, I will say to the credit of the Cowboys is like the offense has looked a little bit clunky lately. No question about that. But the defense for the Cowboys has looked quite good. The defense won the game against Washington. There's no way around that. Uh, mm-hmm. No Daniel Jones. Once again, this week is the way it looks at this point. Um, he may not play again this season. Um, I think that if I'm a Giants fan, I know everything I need to know about Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. But he may not play again this season, which is not what you want. Uh, Mike Lennon. Not very good. <laughs> That's that would be my yeah. one concern with better than the Giants here, but I think they keep it close enough that it's okay. I've seen some Giants fans on the the, the Giants fans on Twitter. They they seem to be steadfastly uh, suggesting that maybe some of those first round picks that they have should uh, go towards uh, Russell Wilson. Which, yeah, they have their own pick and they have Chicago's. Which and you know Seahawks, why not uh, right? No. Yeah. Yep. 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 Seems like a ma- seems like a match made in heaven potentially. Uh, last game of the one o'clock slate, the aforementioned Washington football team heads into Philadelphia to take on the Eagles in a line that has seen massive movement. Uh, it opened up at Philly minus three and a half. The sharps immediately hammered it to Philly minus four and a half, and it is now Philly minus seven and a half. Thanks to all of the Washington, or it's not seven and a half. Sorry, just Washington minus seven though, or sorry, Philly minus seven. The Eagles laying a full touchdown right now with all of the recent Washington football team COVID news. Uh, before we get into this, Craig Needles, does this game get played? Yeah, I think it does. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen a little bit of a slowdown when it comes to the uh, the COVID stuff for Washington football team. We've got a few days to get it uh, to get it figured out. To me, the one game this week where I'm like they may move this is Cleveland and the Raiders. Just and the, the main reason I believe that is because a Cleveland has the worst outbreak, and B, it's on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and it might not be too bad to move it to the Saturday. Um, I'm going to be generous to you guys, and for the purposes of our contest, if you want the Eagles minus the four and a half, because I wrote it down for me with the four and a half before it, it moved, I will offer it to you guys at the four and a half. I like the Eagles to crush the to come out and and get the uh, the football team in this one anyway before the. Uh, before the COVID news came out, I, I I just I like the Eagles. I like what they were doing. They got the little extra rest and stuff for this game. I I just I was in the Eagles camp for this game, despite uh, the fact that the Washington Football Team has uh, played uh, pretty well recently. Billy, what do you think about this when the Eagles currently laying seven? Yeah, I kind of liked uh, taking the Eagles at, at when it was at the five range and jumped up to seven, which started me making me second guess it a little bit. But yeah, mm-hmm. with with all the potential people missing the game in Washington, I think you still got to go with the Eagles here, but it is quickly approaching a number I'm not comfortable with. Uh, so uh, even if they added that that hook, I would maybe want to switch to Washington. But as it sits right now at seven even, I would take the Eagles. Yeah, seven's a lot to lay with potentially Gardner Minshew. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Craig, what are your thoughts on this one? Eagles currently laying a touchdown. Yeah, even beyond the COVID stuff. Um, Terry McLaurin still in concussion protocol. See if he goes. Uh, Brandon Scherf is hurt. He's a he's a big part of what they've been doing lately, running the ball. They're a lot better running the ball when he's out there. Um, J.D. McKissick concussion as well. Um, 
I, I again, some of these guys may wind up going, but it's a team that, despite the fact they've been playing well, is, is banged up. I, I, I'm going to take the Eagles. I don't love it, I'm, uh, but I, if I were picking a side here, I'd pick the Eagles. All right. Uh, we head to the late afternoon games, and first up, a, a pretty good one here. Nice little trap line for us in this one. This one, you know, the, the it's between the Jaguars laying points, and this one was the uh, the trap line of the week, although this one's more of a sharp trap than a uh, than anything. The Bengals head to Denver to take on your boys, Craig. And this line opened up at Broncos minus one and a half. And the Sharps came in on the Broncos. And now you're just a slight or you're a short home favorite, an even shorter home favorite now at the minus two and a half. I still like the Broncos. Uh, This is a trap line. I'm on the Denver Broncos. Loved them at the one and a half. Already bet them at the one and a half. Still like them at the two and a half. Uh, I think they get the win this week against Cincy. And I'm worried about Burrow's hand. Uh, What say you, Craig? Well, the Bengals have been a tough team to peg this season. Uh, they should have won against San Francisco. They absolutely should have won that game. There's no question. Before that, they get their doors blown off by the Chargers, come back, make it again, and get their doors blown off again. Before that, absolutely crushed the Steelers. Before that, they crushed the Raiders. A 41-16 loss against Cleveland. A 41-17 win against Baltimore. Like, it just you never know what you're going to get with Cincinnati. Um, but the Burrow thing is, is definitely troubling. Think Denver's the play here, but I know that it is to me. Uh, Den- Denver's one of my five. I'll say that right now. Yeah, uh, can I talk about the Broncos for a second? Absolutely. Um, this has not been a fun season for the Broncos. Not from the like they're they're competitive. They have a chance to make the playoffs here, and if they win this game, they're going to have a real chance to make the playoffs. Uh, it's just been really up and down though. Some bad losses, and you you know you know, whenever you trade Von Miller, it sucks. Um, but. What happened this weekend was a pretty high point from a, a Broncos perspective. It's absolutely awful that Demarius Thomas is no longer with us. Absolutely terrible. But I felt from a fan perspective and from a perspective of people who follow the team, they did a really, really good job talking about him, sort of making Sunday about him. Uh, players sort of went over and posed with the 88 uh, to the side of the field after making big plays. Like, it was cool. It was it, it was really good to watch. But just the way that you saw his former teammates talk about him, uh, Peyton Manning was at the game on Sunday with his kids. Uh, Marshall Manning and, and Demarius Thomas had a had, had a pretty special relationship. Uh, I know that uh, some of the other guys they just talked about how how well Demarius interacted with their kids, and Demarius just like loved hanging out with with the, the kids of the other guys on the team. He had a really really messed up childhood. You may know the backstory. Uh, you hear all the time about these stories of, oh, this uh, this woman was sent to jail for 20 years because she had uh, an ounce of marijuana on her one time. Demarius Thomas's mom was one of those people. She was eventually pardoned by Barack Obama. But he had th- this just a very difficult childhood, an incredible story. And the fact that he's gone is 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 really, really awful. Uh, but they, they did a really good job on Sunday. And Sunday was just a cool day to sort of to honor him. They come out uh, with with 10 guys in the field. They laid the exposition open uh, uh, so there was no X receiver. They take the they take the delay game penalty. It was just it was a cool, it's a cool way to go about honoring him. And uh, I, I came away from that game, despite the fact that I'm, I'm I'm really sad that Demarius Thomas died. I came away from that game feeling really good. Yeah, the ten men, the the lining up with the ten man thing that was that was really cool. I thought, and then, and then I thought the Lions behaved appropriately during that situation where no one on the line was like 
you know, in a three-point stance or whatever, right? Like, they were, yeah. Well, the, the, apparently, uh, Vic Fangio went over to Dan Campbell before the game and sort of said, hey, man, this is what we're going to do. And Dan Campbell yeah. was like, okay, cool. Guys know, yeah. and, and that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was that was really cool. And I, and I agree with everything you said. It was it was a pretty loving tribute for just something that was so stupid. He would, Demarius Thomas was on the, the team when you guys won the Super Bowl, right? Absolutely was, yeah. And, and awesome. he goes down, I think, pretty clearly as the third best pass catcher in the history of the franchise only rod smith and shannon sharp ahead of him yeah like yeah, that sounds firmly, about right to me very firmly the third best pass catcher in the history of the franchise um and some really like some incredible highs and peyton manning said it he's like one of the reasons i signed in denver was because they had that guy like yeah i'm like oh this is a guy that i think that if i'm the quarterback he can be an elite player and of course the ultimate demarius thomas memory of course has nothing to do with Peyton Manning. He wasn't on the team. No. The Tim, Tim Tebow. Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Tebow, 80 yard touchdown in overtime. That was, uh, that was kind of the uh, yeah. first play overtime. You're right. Uh, it was the first time with the, with the new overtime rules too. That was the first game that first overtime game in the history of the NFL that ended uh, on a touchdown with those new rules. And it was, it took all of one play for that to happen, but that was, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was, that was an all timer. Clearly that was, uh, that was a big one, and that one kind of lives forever. And he just, like, had such a cool relationship with so many guys in the team. Like, uh, he was the best man at Eric Decker's wedding. Um, mm. And Eric Decker did a really cool thing on Instagram about it and just saw a bunch of pictures of the two of them together. But he was the best man at Eric Decker's wedding. Um, he, he and, and the other thing that Peyton Manning said that I, I thought was cool was – you know, all the guys have their charities, right? Like, okay, I'm going to run this charity, run that charity. And, and there's, you know, you can go to a charity event every single night if you're on an NFL team because, okay, you know, 15 of my teammates or, you know, a coach or whatever has a charity event. And, and you know, you can you, you can go to one of those, that, you know, once a week, no problem, because there's always something going on during the season. And Peyton Manning said, Demarius was at every single one. Every single time a guy said, oh, yeah, I know I'm doing this and I'm doing a, an event to raise money for charity. Demarius there. He's signing autographs. He's doing jerseys. Yeah, whatever you need to help, whatever you need to help. Like he was just a very, very cool dude. Um, and yeah, it just it, it really sucked. Emmanuel Sanders did a really cool post about him as well. It just um, it, it sucks. And you can just tell that the guys that play with him really genuinely, genuinely liked him. So it's uh, it's just really shitty news. Yeah, we lost one of the good ones for sure, which. Uh... Just terrible, but uh, unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but at least he he leaves behind a, a pretty pretty dope legacy. I gotta say, so that's good. Uh, Billy, do you have anything to add? Like, it seems weird to transition off that into this, but uh, well, let's we, talk, we let's talk the Broncos. He was on that team. Yeah, he, he exactly. Was... Nothing. Yeah, nothing we can do except move forward, right? Uh, Billy, anything to add on this one with the Broncos laying two and a half uh, against Cincinnati? It's just that the the Broncos have been a heck of a lot more consistent than Cincinnati, so I'm taking the Broncos here, and and you hope this is the week that Cincinnati forgets how to play football. Uh, <laughs> sure, they they seem to have one out of two or one out of three being that exactly that. So I take Denver. They've been consistent. They've been mediocre, not necessarily good, but reliable. Um, I, I like their side of this better. Uh, next up, probably my favorite line of the entire week. The Atlanta Falcons head to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The Niners, this line opened up at Atlanta minus eight and a half. It is now, or sorry, uh, San Francisco minus eight and a half. It is now San Francisco minus nine. This is 32 in DVOA versus eight. This is a divisional matchup. No, it's not. I want, uh, uh, no, sorry, no, it's not. Yeah, you're right, it's not. Uh, but it, it's, it's, 
Yeah, I don't know why I said that. It's a, it's a, on paper, it's an all NFC matchup, I guess. But it, like on paper, it's it's the Niners. All right, the man, they're playing some real good ball. But most of that real good ball is coming from George Kittle. I love the Atlanta Falcons this week. Not only do I love the Atlanta Falcons against the spread, but I don't see any reason why you can't sprinkle them on the money line here because I could see the Falcons pulling the upset against the Niners here. Absolutely. Know, yeah. Man, the Falcons are really bad. Yeah, I know. I, I, I just I, I love the plus nine. The offenses they got, you know, Cordell Patterson's a bit of an X factor in this one. Uh, the Niners, I just like they they pulled they played well, but they pulled the last couple of games out of their butts. I think the nine is a little bit high, and at the very least, you've got the Niners with the backdoor cover. And anytime a line gets high like this, where I I I, I think the Falcons have a good enough offense, I sprinkle a little bit on the money line. I just I, I just anytime you think an underdog can can cover, you, you might as well. I don't know. Twenty nine DVOA offense. I I still love it. Still love the Falcons, but uh, getting the nine, and I'm and I'll be sprinkling a little bit on the money line because because I'm crazy. I understand the, I understand the Falcons uh, plus the nine. I, I understand. Okay, the Niners don't blow this yeah. game out. Sure, yeah, that, 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 I I just I have a hard time seeing Atlanta beating anyone the rest of the way. Like it's a bad bad football. Oh, they must have a game left against Carolina, but it's just it's yeah. a bad football team. They just need one oh, one win to hit their over, baby. <laughs> <laughs> one more win. It? Yep, one more win. They hit their over. Uh, what a gross. The yeah, Falcons, 30, 32nd in DVOA, are a sneaky 6 and 7. A sneaky, yeah, the sneakiest of, of 6 and 7. You should teams. not have a shot at 500 this week if you're 36. Like, if they beat if they beat the Niners, like I am suggesting here as a nine point underdog, because I'm suggesting just sprinkle a little on their money line. Don't go nuts. Just a couple of you, just a unit or two on the Falcons' money line. What do you got to lose besides a unit or two? And. You know, there's a real shot they could make the playoffs as well. Cartier, right next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you would think that's a win. Yeah, uh, they're home to. The, then the last two are at Buffalo and home to the Saints. Yeah, those are tough. But th- whenever they play the Saints, weird shit always happens, right? Yeah. So and like I like, is that game in New Orleans or in Atlanta, Craig? That game's at the Superdome. The, no, they okay. did beat the Saints earlier this season. To be clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. Uh, yeah, uh, no, that was a weird game for New Orleans, but yeah, they did mm-hmm. beat the Saints earlier this season. Um, but yeah, if they if they beat the Niners, you would think the Detroit games win. Even if they lose to Buffalo, if they beat the Saints in this year's NFC, might be okay. Yeah, we'll see. Could happen. Uh, what do you have to say about this one, gambling wise, Billy? Niners currently laying nine. Yeah, I think that's probably too many. Take Atlanta. Um, but I have no passion for either of these teams because I think they're both utterly boring between six and seven and seven and six. Uh, and, and that is a pretty fraudulent six and seven. Uh, yeah. Considering they're dead last in DVOA, I see so. <laughs> take the Falcons here and laugh if they win. That's my only advice. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what do you have? To, what do you say about this one, Craig? Uh, uh, Niners land nine. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't really have a passionate take on this as far as which side of the line I want, uh, but I do think the Niners are going to win the game. All right. Uh, moving on, a this is a this is where I I think this is why I said divisional matchup because I was getting ahead of myself here thinking about an actual divisional matchup that has a line that I think is just a tad too high. The Seahawks 
headed to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Rams coming off a nice little victory. Matt Stafford, probably the one of the more significant wins of his career. A lot of consternation about him not getting it done against teams with winning records throughout his career. Uh, goes ahead and gets himself a nice road victory against the Falcons team, who, uh, like I said, uh, like I mentioned earlier, some certain sections of the community think they might be a tad overrated, but a W nonetheless for Matt Stafford. Here's the thing that I'd be happy about if I were a Rams fan or a fan of Stafford is yeah. um, he looked just like he looked a lot better. Like the throw to, to, to Van Jefferson. Oh, like, I don't know if beauty. he could have made that throw two weeks ago. Like yeah, I just, it no. just looks like his back's feeling a bit better is what I will say. Yeah. And he was, and he was doing play action and running around avoiding stuff a lot better. Yeah. He's still, more than anybody during this, ever since this protect the like during the protect the quarterback era, has there been a quarterback that has been hit in the head and in the back and in the legs after the whistle with no flag than Matt Stafford? Like I, well, I don't. Was, uh, on Monday night, like, did you see? Yeah. Like, and that, that face you got face masked on that one play. Cost me personally. Well, not Mayo, but in a lot of ways it did. Um, but that face mask was like a big, big miss, and like that should have been first and goal. For the Rams with the chance to put the to put the game away and win then and score a touchdown to win it. Instead, it came down to like, you know, Arizona did have a chance to win. They probably would not have had the Rams and allowed the stick that touchdown. And, and props more importantly, uh call three more running plays to to kill more of the clock. So yeah. yeah, it was uh that was a that was a pretty bad miss by the referees. Yeah, and it wasn't like it was like, oh, just a little grab of the face mask. No, it was a grab and yank so that his head went sideways. And I'm just like, yep, I remember. I watched that, and I was just like, yep, a lot of that. Remember that in Detroit, <laughs> right? Like Stafford getting his head nearly tore off. Um, the Rams got some COVID problems. Uh, Odell will not be participating in this game. This is a divisional matchup. The Seahawks, while it's been really rough, I said I needed to see some stuff. The last couple episodes we've done this, I said I needed to see some stuff from Russ before I'm ready to trust him again. He's shown me some stuff. The Rams have COVID issues. Short week. They're coming off a big, big win. I This is a divisional opponent. I'm on the Seahawks. They're going to be one of my five. I think this is going to be a tough... The, the games between these two teams are always weird. I think this is going to be tough, especially with the Rams and the COVID uh, issues. This might end up being a will-this-game-get-played type of scenario. Uh, I like the Seahawks uh, getting the seven points in this uh, divisional matchup with the other team. Short week, COVID. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Seahawks. What do you think, Craig? Well, they were able to get a win in Arizona without Jalen Ramsey. Mm. And here's the thing. When you're doing game plans and you're missing a guy, if you have a week to know you're missing the guy, okay, it's a little bit different. They basically found out that afternoon they weren't going to have their second most important defensive player. Like, that's that's tough, and they still went in there and won anyway against a good team, against a good team. And here's something I'll put to you guys is these games are massive for the, for the upper echelon teams in the NFC, of which there are five. These games are massive for them. Just because listen to this right now. Uh... Right now, the Cardinals are in first in the NFC West. The Rams uh, are going to have to do some damage here in order to, to get the tiebreaker on their side. But they have a chance to, to catch the Cardinals, of course. Uh, they wouldn't have if they had lost on Monday. Here are the current playoff matchups in the NFC. Packers by. We got Washington football team at Tampa Bay, which we've seen that before, although that game was in Washington. We've got the 49ers at the Cardinals. And we've got the Rams at the Cowboys. If you're those elite teams in the NFC, who do you not want to be? Ah, let me say, the Rams and the Cowboys. I don't want anything to do with that matchup in the first round if I'm those teams. 
So you've got to play your way out of that, and it's going to be a bit of a tough road. But the Rams basically need to win out to have a chance to play their way out of that 4-5 or five matchup. And even then, they'll need some assistance, of course, uh, which they will not be receiving from the Detroit Lions, I think, is a fair bet. Uh, so, yeah, I, the Rams got to win this game. I think they come in here ready. I know they don't have Jalen Ramsey. I think that the Seahawks uh, are still bad. I don't think that a win where a lot of stuff went their way against the Niners means them a whole lot. And a win against the Texans doesn't mean a whole lot more. So I'll take the Rams in this game. Oh, interesting. All right. Uh, so I'm on the Seahawks. You're on the Rams. Billy, tiebreaker. Yeah, I like the Rams here, but it'll depend how much COVID plays a part in this whole thing. Um, but just teams on paper so far this year, I like the Rams to cover the seven here at home. Um, but we'll see who ends up playing and if there's postponements or anything like that. But uh, as it sits, I like the Rams. Uh, it's a, the Odell thing, I think. Of all the COVID ones we've had so far, the Odell one, I think, kind of hurts the worst for, for just for me personally, because, well, not personally, but just from my perspective, because he was hooked up to the rejuvenation machine the last couple of weeks, and, and he was running some good routes and doing that old Odell swagger stuff after making big plays, and I was really ready for Odell Beckham to uh s- decide a lot of fantasy football matchups over the, over the, a lot, he was going to decide a lot of titles if not for for the COVID so it's a shame uh so you guys are on the Rams I'm on the Seahawks uh moving on to the final afternoon game uh which is probably the matchup of the week on paper the only problem is uh Lamar Jackson's got a little ankle injury and he's playing in this game and if he cannot take off properly I don't see how the Ravens have a shot at winning this game uh Green Bay Packers are coming to town, and they're laying five. And the Packers, just an all-time spread covering bonanza that they are putting on right now. They're 11-2 and two against the spread in in week 15. 11-2. and two. This is unheard of. Uh, one of those games they played with Jordan Love, too, and Jordan Love still covered the spread. <sighs> God, this would be this would be a no-brainer. To take the Ravens for me if if I knew that I had a healthy, healthy ankled Lamar. Oh, this is this is a shame. Well, that's uh, I, right. Like if yeah, if, if we knew that Lamar was 100 percent and good to go, this line does not look this way, right? Yeah, I, I I'm still suggesting taking the Ravens because this this Packers spread regression thing just has to come eventually. It just like teams just. They just flat out. You don't go like whatever and two against the spread. It's just it, it does not happen. This it's it's Especially crazy. A so team like Green Bay. yeah, oh, one of the three big ones. So bad. Um, so I, I think I'm still kind of just uh, holding my not really holding my nose, but just cautiously taking the Ravens on this one. But wish I knew what was up with Lamar. Um, and man, what it just at all time moments in gambling history with that with the spread being two and a half, the team being the Browns being up 24 and then the game ending up 24, 22, right. And the Ravens had the onside kick, right? Like they, they had a chance and they, it was 24, nothing. And Lamar left the game and it was, it was Hundley who came back with the 22 straight points to cover the spread. Just an all time gut punch slash miracle, depending on what side you were on. It was, it was nuts. Uh, Billy, what do you have to say about that one? This one Packers laying five on the road in Baltimore. Yeah, I like I like the Packers here. Um, I do worry about 
like you're right. If if Jackson can't take off, it's he's not the same player, right? Um, and I don't know that he's a good enough pocket passer to win a game against Aaron Rodgers if they're just going toe to toe from the pocket. Yeah. So and the other I, thing is, from a defensive perspective, like like might look like Lamar can make some throws, but if you know he's not going to run, that just changes everything. But how you have to play them, right? Yeah, you rush yeah. four and you drop back and you make him make real good decisions and real accurate throws, and one of them is going to be a problem. Lamar, by the way, didn't even practice at all today. Oof. Trouble of brewing. Uh, Craig, anything to add on this one? Uh, yeah, I have to take the Packers. I understand that the, the line is too big for at Baltimore. I get that. But Baltimore, is, this is not the Baltimore defense of a few years ago, obviously. This is a defense that is not as good as that one. I just think that they meet up against the Aaron Rodgers buzzsaw that a few teams have been seeing lately, and it's going to get ugly. So the Packers score a bunch of points. The Ravens don't score many. One thing I will say, though, is as per tradition in the Harbaugh era, the Ravens have the best special teams in the league. That's that's not a new thing. Packers have terrible special teams. We saw it against Chicago on Sunday. Uh, Baltimore, if not for the like, you can't advance the ball rules on a couple of couple of situations. Ooh. You know, yeah. uh, I will say that Baltimore um, might wind up making a couple of plays on special teams in this game. That is a very, very real possibility. I just think that Aaron Rodgers against this Baltimore defense is not a good matchup for Baltimore. And they're not going to be able to score enough points to keep up unless they get a lot of things going their way on special teams. Yeah. It's certainly at a, at, a, at a certain point there you, you you've lost too many guys and the Baltimore Ravens lost that yeah, you know reached that point like three guys ago right like, yeah yeah so like all the running backs of course but Marlon Humphrey was the big one and like that would have been their Devonte Adams plan right is all right we're gonna get Marlon on him and figure something else out now that's not gonna be the plan and they play a lot of man obviously that's just sort of what Baltimore wants to do and that's what Wink Martindale wants to do um. They, all, they have to adjust that this week because with the guys they have going out there, if their plan is, oh, yeah, we're just going to play man on Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers is going to eat them alive. Mm-hmm. It is going to be ugly. Uh, so I hope they've got some other plan, but oof, I just think the Packers score a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. Uh, we we talk a lot about it not being the your older brother's Baltimore Ravens defense. Uh, this isn't your older brother's New Orleans Saints offense. They head into Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers with the highest line of the week. They're laying a full eleven. Got to roll with New Orleans here. Got to do it. it like got to you got to trust in Sean Payton. It is a divisional matchup. The Saints match up well against the Bucks. And the Saints beat the Bucks earlier this season with Trevor Simeon under center. So why am I laying Taysom 11 Hill with the Bucks? Feel, does Taysom Hill make you feel that your odds of winning of, of the Saints covering the spread are better or worse than they would under with, with Trevor Simeon? Uh, this is a good question. I think a little bit worse, Just but not way, not significant enough, Bucks, right? The way to get the Bucks, obviously, is you take advantage of the fact that their secondary is just injured to shit. Can Taysom yeah. Hill do that? That would be That's my great. question. That's why my I'm guess is no. My guess is no. The 11's still pretty high. These two teams always play each other close, and Sean Payton is, you know, he's a little bit of wizard in these type of scenarios. He's probably been cultivating this some bitch game for like the last couple of weeks, and I just, I, I, I think I got to roll with the Saints here. They're not going to be one of my five, but I'll probably have a few tickets this week with the Saints. Uh, 
getting the 11 in, in Tampa Bay, despite how, how good uh, Tampa Bay is. Uh, what, what do you have to say on this one, Billy? Bucks land 11. Yeah, I'm on the, the Saints here. I think it's too many for a, a division game. I think the Saints are a good enough team. And, and like you said, Sean Payton should at least be able to keep this competitive. And 11 points, that's not a competitive football game. And I believe that this will be competitive. Uh, so I think it's too many, and I'm taking the Saints. Uh, Craig, uh, what do you have to say about this one? I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I think they score a lot of points in this game. But real quick note on this: Have either of you seen the trailer for the new Netflix film Home Team? No. Yeah, that's the Sean Payton story. That's that one. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the Sean Payton it's Sean Payton about the year off that he had to take because of Roger Goodell, with Kevin James as Sean Payton. That is a real thing that's happened. Shut up. Is it Sandler that put this together? That's right. So yeah. would you now who think might be in some sort of bit role that they they shove into the trailer there to, to, to make everyone laugh a little bit? If this is uh, an Rob ad- Schneider, I'm guessing you nailed it, Pierce. <laughs> he got it in one. Oh, hey. wow. so oh Lord. I, I, well, here you watch you watch the, the trailer for home team. And then we'll talk about it next week. But there's a there's a lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Taylor Lautner's in it. I see. Yeah. That sounds stupid. You'd be right. Oh man, Billy Bean got Billy Bean Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, that's and Sean, 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 Sean Payton gets Kevin James. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, if I'm, if I'm Sean Payton, I'm like, and I, he must have been paid for this movie. But if I'm Sean Payton, I'm like rolling up to. Adam Sandler's house or whoever it is that decided to do this and saying like, look, I may have agreed for you to like use my name in this story, but like Billy Bean got Brad Pitt for fuck's sake. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we put Kevin James through the MCU treatment? Like have him on Instagram <laughs> showing pictures of just, just like just shredded Kevin James <laughs> as he plays Sean Payton on the sidelines. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> this is great. I can't wait to watch this trailer. Uh, so yeah, uh, Billy and I are on the saints. Uh, Craig's laying the points with the bucks. And I'll tell you right now, the sharps are split on this one right now, Craig. There's a lot of big time money coming in on the saints and uh, a lot on the bucks. So uh, certain sharp, uh, teams are on the box and there's a way to go get Tampa and I don't think Taysom Hill has the keys to that particular way yeah you're probably right uh Monday night matchup the Minnesota Vikings your boys Bill uh head into Chicago to take on the Bears and uh the Vikings are laying three and a half on the road they're getting the the half the three and a half point hook on this one I have to take the Bears in this matchup, I'm going to be on the side of the Bears. Divisional matchup, team getting, you know, the the home dog. The Vikings can't not play close games. I mean, I mean, we had the minus three last week, Bill, and I went to bed thinking <laughs> comfortably that that was intact. And then I wake up in the morning, and apparently I was a, a Kevin Fryermuth fingertips away from not covering that game. Yeah, that's <laughs> just correct. like what? <laughs> what they the were, hell like, happened? They were up, what twenty nine nothing or something at one point? Like, they were yeah, twenty nine nothing. Yeah, and and like yeah, and we're finger t- Kevin Fryer fingertip away from from not covering that spread. That was that was pure yeah, they, they madness. Time, but still, yeah, true. But whew, madness. And you know, the Bears showed me a little, like it, it wasn't. It was one of those weird things where it was like 
basically the the first half went as perfect uh, other than the pick six i guess it went about, about as perfect as it possibly could for the bears and they were still like it was like 27 21 or whatever and the packers yeah. were getting the ball in the second half and it was like yeah this is no good that said we mentioned like if not for some you know wonky rules involving special teams and what you're able to do after you recover a fumble uh, that, that game could have been turned on its head, but still, I, I, li- I like the Bears to cover specifically because just Vikings can't not play close games, and I, I want to have the points, especially if I'm getting that hook at home. Billy, what do you have to add with this? You boys laying three and a half in Chicago. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the Vikings are just, they're a better team, and, and they're clearly a better team, but they're capable of being just as bad. I like the Vikings here. I think that they they did play a good game last week despite really falling off there. I I don't know why they shifted away from a ground game that was getting 11 yards a carry or something stupid like that. Uh, I think they get the ground game going again. I think they can maintain the lead. Um, I like Minnesota here. All right. Uh, I'm on the Bears. Billy's on his Vikings. Craig, tiebreaker. Vikings. Um, I just I don't think Chicago's very good. And they, like you said, they had everything go their way in that first half against Green Bay. And they still managed to not, you know, come close to winning that game. Um, I I, I think it's got to be the Vikings. This is a big game for the Vikings, too. Like, that seventh playoff seed, like, that really adds a lot to what we're doing here as far as uh, mathematics and playoff odds and things along those lines. Like, Minnesota... Like they've, they've got a bit of a tough road coming down the stretch here, but they could hypothetically be facing a Packers team that has nothing to play for in Week 18. Um, and I think they, I think they will. I think I think, I think the Packers I, are a, absolutely going to be playing in Week 18. I think the Packers probably went out. I think you're right. Uh, so if that's the case, they they should be in a spot where they may not have a whole lot to play for, as we discussed. It depends on what Arizona does, but yeah, there's there's a chance the Packers and the Bucks. Hold. Yeah, yeah. Um, Packers having the tiebreaker in Arizona helps. Uh, nonetheless, uh, you look at what else might is, is is happening for the Vikings down the stretch here, and they've got a chance to put together some wins. Again, the trouble with Minnesota, of course. Well, the, the game against the Rams next week is the big one. But the trouble with Minnesota, of course, is um, the consistency issue. And uh, not only are they inconsistent from game to game, as we saw on Thursday night, they're inconsistent from half to half. But Minnesota, they, they, they essentially have almost a bye week here going from Thursday to Monday. I'll take the Vikings in this game. All right. You're making some good points. Uh, so that's it for week 15. All that's left to do is to do our weekly five against the spread. Uh, we all tied last week with uh, two and three records. We got to try to really grind it up to get above 500 here and squeeze out a not losing season. But, uh, you know, we've done it before and, uh, let's try to do it again. Uh, since we tied Craig, why don't you, uh, roll over and, uh, from the, the week 13 and sure. kick us off for week 15. We'll do. Uh, I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts. I will be taking the New York giants, the green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions, and what am I, what am I getting the Rams at if I take them? Uh, the Rams, uh, the minus seven. I've only seen the seven. I'll give you the, the full 14 on the Detroit, though. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Caesars is offering the Rams at five. Um, really? That, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't need to, to go two points off what you have. So I will take the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Oh, okay. Uh, so I'll erase the Rams. And Tampa Bay minus the 11 for Craig. So Colts, Giants, Packers, Lions, Bucks for Craig. Billy, uh, week 15, who you got? Yeah, I'm on the Colts and the Giants as well. So I'm with Craig on those okay. two. Uh, but I will also take Miami. I will take the Denver Broncos. And I will take the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Minnesota minus three and a half. Okay. Um, make it a clean sweep on the Colts. I'm taking the Colts minus the two and a half. Uh, I'm with you, Billy, on Denver minus the one and a half. Uh, I'm laying the points with the Eagles. Um, I just, yeah, I like the Eagles. I'm sticking to my guns with the Atlanta Falcons. I'm, I'm taking the Atlanta plus the nine. And I am going to take uh, the Seahawks. Plus, plus the seven. So I'm, yeah, Craig kind of, you know, I, I thought I was going to go against you there, but uh, you ended up taking the bucks. But yeah, so Colts, Eagles, five, Broncos. I if five was available. Because yeah, Caesar's offering a five. Bet MGM has it at four yeah. and a half. So that line is doing some weird stuff. That's weird. Well, maybe if I refresh the the screen, I'm looking, and now it's still seven, so no weird uh, uh, Yeah, it depends on, because I'm moves. looking at some other books, and they still have it at seven. So I don't know what's going on with that line, but uh, but something weird is happening there. Uh, maybe some of them haven't reacted to the COVID news uh, as much as others have. I, I have. I have no idea. Um, yeah, so Colts, Eagles, Broncos, Falcons, Seahawks for uh, Matt Pierce. That is it for Week 15. Crossover Podcast available with you. Crossoverpodcast.com, Facebook.com, slash Crossover Podcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, and as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. So that'll be it for sports this week. Uh, we'll likely be back early next week on the other side because, uh, Spider-Man far from home or no way home or whichever from home is coming out, uh, on Thursday. So tomorrow I'll get my ticket right here. Uh, ready to go see the new Spider-Man movie, and we'll talk about that. And then at some point I got to have, uh, somebody on to talk about this Hawkeye show. That is, uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun is the Hawkeye show. Big, uh, big reveal in this episode that I will not spoil in uh, today's episode that I will not spoil for anybody. But uh, good things, I'm good things happening. This episode as soon as this podcast is over. So. Oh, text me the second you you the the. It's good. <laughs> like the the thing that happens, you'll you'll know it when it happens, and I want you to text me the second it happens. So uh, we'll get out of here so you can watch that. Craig, Billy, as always, pleasure doing this with you guys. Take care. May all your bets be prosperous, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. <laughs>